The Cinders of Dezu, written and read by Oliver Tonic. A tyrant king, a missing girl, and a journey through a perilous world. Join me for this completed sci-fi fantasy novel, read as an audio series. Enjoy the story from here on, or binge from the beginning with the first episode. The episodes are now available on YouTube and Spotify as a podcast. Like and subscribe if you enjoy. My audiobooks are totally free. If you'd like to donate to support my writing, though, check out my Patreon in the description. And now, back to the tale. Chapter 15 Daybreak Raina woke up early in the morning when she heard the birds chirping. She could hear them in the trees down below her window. Morning bird calls had always been a delight of hers when she was small. She was particularly sensitive to them, wherever she was. She remembered the moment she realized that not everyone could understand the conversations being held in the trees. For her, this made them an alarm clock, akin to an early morning talk radio show, rather than the simple sounds of the outside. Last night had been pretty fun at dinner with Orion. She had told him about her dance class that her dad had put her in. She showed him the routine she had learned so far from her recital, and he even gave her a round of applause. She then started telling him about some of the animals she was learning about in school, and a video she had saw about a hippopotamus putting its baby on a group of alligators. She told him how all the alligators froze in fear just because the mom was nearby. She knew she was the boss, and so did they. She asked if he knew that a hippo's jaw can snap an alligator right in half, and that led into a whole conversation of them swapping animal stories. After the third story of Orion's, the one about the monstrous Galifo, Reyna could no longer contain her excitement for all the new kinds of strange creatures she could see in Dezu. She begged to join him when he went out the next day. He reluctantly agreed, but only on the condition that she'd be up early enough to join him before he left. This is where the bird's morning talk show came in handy. However simple the communication, birds talked about the rising sun, argued over ladybirds, and discussed the pursuit of the day's morning goals. This was her cue to get up and pursue her own. She slipped something on and headed down the winding stairs. The king had told her where to meet him if she was up in time. It was down the stairs, through the foyer, past the dining hall, make a right, go down the hall with the tall windows, make a left, and then a quick right. This led to the courtyard, where, once she had traveled through it, led to a pathway that went outside the palace to what the king called a crossover sanctuary. Guards were posted at the door. They grinned at her and let her pass. Reyna wandered through the door to see Orion in the center of the round room looking in her direction. He wore a smile and had his violet crystal in his hand. You made it, he said. Dad has to be to set early when I come with him sometimes. I'm used to it. Reyna stood next to him. Orion's hand glowed a hot yellow as he lit the purple stone in his palm. She watched it burst in bright light before it nearly instantly reduced back to a solid form. Reyna had squinted and blinked, so when she looked around, she wasn't sure if it had worked. It looks the same, she said. It does. I designed them to be pretty uniform, especially on the inside, but we did move, 
This sanctuary is near a town called Lima, so it's named after it. How can you tell the difference? Orion rocked his head from side to side. There's little things. I mean, first of all, I can count. It usually takes me to each area in the same numerical order. Lima is usually the first one, but if it scrambles it up for some reason, I can usually tell. Plus, I recognize people like Nisi over there. He pointed to the arm of a sanctuary guard he could see the hand of near the doorframe of the sanctuary entrance. Hi, Nisi. The pale green face of a young woman peeked around the corner with a big smile. Good morning, your highness. How's Jen doing today? He asked. Oh, he's doing okay. Still sick, though. He'll get over it, the big baby. Ah, well, send him my regards. I know you'll keep an eye on him. Absolutely. Enjoy the day. Sure will. You too, the king said as the purple stone flashed again. There was a slight crack in the wall just ahead of them. I know I need to have them fix that, he said. But it's a good marker, so I know this is Crossover Sanctuary Wren. And there's Thomas. He gestured to an old man in brown overalls, sweeping leaves out of the entrance of the room and back into the forest outside. Thomas turned around and waved at them before stepping out of the room. Reyna waved back as he disappeared in another purple-hued flash. And this is Sanctuary Mortania, with... Who is that? Orion started heading for the door. Reyna followed him. He looked around the corner to see the face of the guard. Jero! I thought that was you. Orion hugged the gray, mustachioed, middle-aged man who was taken off guard. Oh, my king, I'm sorry, he said over his shoulder in his embrace. I didn't hear you come in. Orion released him, only to hold his shoulders. You're back and you're distracted. It's all right. I know you're thinking of that boy of yours and that new crop he's growing. Jero shook his head and resigned. It's just not going to bring in the money he thinks it will. I already told him about the satinberry. It's so hard to maintain enough yield for each year. He's a good boy. He just took care of you when you were down and out with that knee. He takes good care of his wife and kids. Trust him a little. It'll turn out all right. Jero sighed. You're right. I know I'm right, he said, clapping him on his shoulders. The king started to head down the path as Reyna followed. He called back to Jero as he walked away. You just take it easy. I don't need you out again for weeks. Reyna looked back at the man who was waving. You got it, your highness, he said. And don't call me that, came Orion's steadily distancing reply. They walked for about 10 to 15 minutes together, talking all the way, until they reached a series of downed trees to the left of the pathway. Orion got quiet and began stepping over them, indicating for Reyna to follow. They were a ways into the trees before he stopped. Orion held his hand out and knelt down on one knee. He looked at Reyna, nodding his head for her to look at it. As she did, a swirl of flames began rising from his palm. Her eyes widened in its glow as it got bigger and bigger and swirled higher. A thin, spinning pillar of it reached high into the trees and above the treetops. The looming darkness of the morning was chased away by a dazzling display as the pillar became a ceiling of flames that covered the sky beyond the trees that she could see. 
droplets of fire began to fall. Raina started to panic when Orion stayed her with his hand. It's okay, just watch. Raina saw the droplets were in shapes. They fell to her feet, but before they hit the ground, disappeared into nothing. Reach out your hand, he said. Raina put her hand out. Three glowing flames fell to her palm and vanished before impact. She could see they were in the quickly dissipating shape of stars. She was awestruck. Her mesmerization was only interrupted when the forest began to rumble. The flames ceased in Orion's hand and the cool light of the morning returned. She looked up to see the trees begin to shake. Something was making its way to them. Something large. She could feel its footfalls thumping towards them. She looked to Orion, who gave her a reassuring look. The trees were parting at their tops, and she could hear their branches snapping off. Finally, the trees directly before them rustled and stopped. A massive fur-covered hand gripped the tree trunk, and out stepped a creature of epic proportions. It was over thirty feet tall and stood upright like a man with broad shoulders and a muscular build, even in comparison to its size. It had horns, but its face and fur color were something like that of a lion, with a big black and pink spotted feline nose. But its facial structure, like its powerful-looking rounded jawline, was primarily reminiscent of a bull. It was dressed in dark brown hard leather armor, with parts of it, like its knee pads and elbows, plated with metal. The body approached, and Raina was frozen as its height seemed to increase the closer it got. It reached behind its back and pulled out a terrifying battle axe the size of an SUV. The sheer size of the creature created a glorious prostration as it bowed down with its fists on the ground and laid the axe horizontally before the king. Even his fiery yellow eyes were averted from the king's gaze. Orion nodded in recognition. At ease, general. Only then did the creature's eyes meet his. He leaned back but maintained a respectful kneeling position. His voice came out dark, deep, and smooth. The Daybreak Army awaits your request, my king. Raina could see his large, jagged teeth as he spoke. You're all right, my friend. It doesn't need to be business right away. How are you and your people? Orion said. The creature looked at him a moment with his mouth slightly open. He glanced briefly at Raina before speaking. We are doing well, my liege, but I'm not sure... This is Raina, by the way, said the king. Raina, this is General Dai. He's a good man. Loyal. To a fault, really. Raina hadn't been paying attention to her expression as she gawked at the general, but realized she may have had a dumber look on her face than she had meant to. She quickly smiled and held out her hand. Hello? She then immediately felt embarrassed due to the notion of giving such a large thing a handshake. She left her hand out, though, not knowing what else to do. Di obliged her and reached out gingerly taking her palm between two furry fingers. Greetings. Reyna just stared at where her hand used to be until he released. 
She then noticed he had claws retracted within each finger. She could only imagine how large they really were and what he could do with them. Reyna is my social ambassador today. She wants to meet your people, the king said. Reyna turned to him wide-eyed and shocked at this plan she hadn't heard of until now. General Dai raised his eyebrows and nodded. Orion gestured to the trees the general had come out of. Just follow the path. They're just down the way, Orion said. Reyna did a double-take at the dark pathway and back to the king. She then hesitated before heading off. As she reached the spot Dai had appeared from, two more large furry creatures stepped out. They looked a lot like the general, but were dressed a bit differently, and more importantly, were much smaller. And yet they still towered over Reyna. They stood somewhere between six and seven feet tall. They had serious but not necessarily angry looks on their faces as they stood before her. Reyna looked back to the king. He gave her an assuring look. Go ahead. Reyna looked back to them. They were parted and still allowing her to pass. She did and headed deeper into the forest. The two followed not far behind. Dai had been watching her as she left. Once she was gone, he turned back around. Actually, we are still having some troubles. Our- You're talking about the Phylorian gangster again? Said Orion. Right, he's been- Listen, this bounty, it's becoming problematic. You and your men will need to mobilize sooner rather than later. How about discussing how you'd like your problems with him handled? We can make that your payment this time around. Dai blinked his large yellow eyes. He quietly nodded. Reyna found herself inside a camp filled with large furry lion men. They were strapped with armaments on their backs and at their sides and wearing dressed-down armor. They were soldiers of some kind, clearly in their off time, sharpening weapons and others having breakfast. They had been mostly quietly talking amongst themselves around campfires and huts, but as soon as each of them noticed her, they fell silent and stared. The silence spread until the entire camp had her attention. About a hundred lion men and about two hundred eyes in the quiet morning was too much pressure for Reyna's feet to keep moving. She stopped in the middle of the camp. Hello! Reyna heard her voice come out louder than she had wanted. She remembered Orion's words about being nice to people who are different. She spoke up. I'm, um, I'm supposed to get to know you. I'm Reyna, and the king said he wanted me to meet you. She trailed off. She felt like this sounded more stupid the more she talked. One of her trailing escorts stepped forward from behind her. The king called the girl his ambassador. We are to give her our greetings. Several of the lion men turned away, and Reyna could hear the troops sigh and grumble to each other in a language she hadn't heard before. Some started back up with what they were doing before. One of them stepped forward out of the crowd. She could see that he was older and gray on the fur around his cheeks. Hello, young one, he said. We are the Daybreak Army of the Fuja people. My name is Nofudad. Reyna nodded nervously and reached out for his hand. His handshake was much more evenly matched than Dai's, but her hand was still swallowed by his. Feel free to wander our camp and enjoy our morning cakes and roasted stratton meat, 
is that like bacon or more like well, well my, my dad makes this shredded she overheard loud arguing in the soldier's language and was caught off guard by its severity she leaned past nofu and saw a huge fuja with jagged metal shoulder pads hunched over and yelling at a smaller companion his teeth were bared as he spoke the words she made out were short statements I don't care. And... He's doing it again! Nofu turned around. Kosh, stop! We have a guest, he said. The Fuja he called Kosh turned to him with a look that could burn through walls. He stood erect and began to approach. That's not a guest, that's a slap in the face. He sends a Nom girl into our camp? She's a child, Kosh. She's not hurting anyone. We show our hospitality here. We always have. I'm sorry, said Reyna. The two stopped arguing and looked at her. Reyna realized she hadn't said it in her native tongue. She had said it in theirs. The two had been speaking about her in the language of their people. Reyna had simply responded in kind. The warriors looked at each other and then back at her. Kosh leaned down to address her. Why do you speak, Fujinai? Reyna looked terrified into his orange eyes. It's, I, uh, I guess, uh, I kind of speak everything. Kosh stood tall again. Reyna supposed he had to be about as high as a professional basketball hoop. The girl is a Vincarsi. Why bring another human amongst us, the mind of the man? He turned around and paced away from her. Up close, Reyna noticed Kosh was not only dressed more stylistically than the rest, but on his back she saw he had a round metal plate set rather strangely in place. It was to the left of the wavy sword strapped to him and just above his shoulder blade. It had the mark of a sun etched into it. She's here to spy he said as he looked into the crowd of men who were gradually beginning to grow attentive to the conversation. It's not enough that we are under his thumb. He wants into our minds, our private thoughts. He was speaking loudly now to get everyone's attention. It worked. All eyes were on him. He turned back to her, a few feet away now. You want something to take back to your king? If you can understand what I say, then hear this, girl. The ruler of the Nam is a king of smoke. At his flaming hand we lost fathers, mothers, daughters, and sons. They went up in that smoke, both during and after the war. Our grieving ceremonies were endless. For this reason he is known to us as the Pyre King. He is a king of death, so we will never belong to him until our dying breath. The shine of metal flashed before them. With a loud thunk, the massive double-edged blade of a battle-axe blocked Reyna's view of Kosh. A sound like a strong wind introduced General Dai into her field of vision, reaching for the giant hilt. Kosh, you will be silent. He spoke in Fujinai as he swiftly pulled the axe up. The thirty-five-foot general dwarfed the angry warrior. This small, wicked child speaks our tongue, Kosh said. This is not innocent. It's an affront to- You will be speaking out of turn no longer if I- Reyna? It was the voice of Orion. She turned around to see him walking up the pathway into the camp. He looked surprised. 
Is everything okay? Of course, my king, said Dai. Simply a wild misunderstanding. Orion frowned. I'm glad I got here before it got too out of hand. He looked at Kosh, who wore a stone-cold expression. I hope one day your right hand will learn something other than his mother tongue. I trust then we'll have a much better rapport. I'm sure he will, Dai said. He's been going to the markets a bit more. He'll get there. Sure, Orion said with a nod. He looked to Reyna. Ready to go? She nodded her head with nervous enthusiasm. As they left, Reyna looked back quickly to try and leave the camp with a polite smile. The Fuja leader stood with his axe head down on the ground, resting his hands on its hilt surrounded by the solemn expressions of his troops. Kosh stepped out from behind the giant and his blade to glare at her. She whipped her head back, following Orion quickly on his heels. They were a ways away before Orion cleared his throat to speak. So, how were they? Reyna pressed her lips together. Nice! They were nice. What did they talk to you about? The question hung in the air for a moment. Mostly just... breakfast. Ah. Well, the Fuja do do it right. They walked for a bit longer. Hey, what was it you said last night? The thing you said about what you liked about hippos? Raina thought for a moment. Um, that they know how to put bullies in their place? Yeah, that was it, said the king with a smile. Yeah... I think I like that, too. Hey guys, it's Oliver. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you want to hear more. Give me your thoughts in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. And check my channel to make sure you're caught up on the latest episode. I'll have regular episodes up until all chapters of this story are fully released, so stay tuned.